Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our Sermon on the Mount series, closing out chapter 5 in the book of Matthew with verses 43 through 48. Before we get into Jesus' challenging statement here today, let's set our minds by asking ourselves, who do you love and why? You might answer that question by asking things like, well, who is worthy of my love? Who loves me? Who is closest to me? Who deserves some good from me? Well, that's how humans think. But for the Christian, we are called to love as God loves, and that changes everything. Consider that God first loved us when we were yet his enemies, and it was when we hated him that he died for us and saved us. So then, how are we to love our enemies? It's noteworthy that Jesus didn't say, if you love everyone, it's impossible to have enemies. No, Scripture recognizes that we do have enemies. Well, if they are our enemies, considering what that word means, a person who is actively opposed to or hostile to us, who may even desire or actively seek or even have achieved our harm, why should we love them? How can we love them? Please join us all week for important answers. Here is today's piece of the message entitled, Love Your Enemies. Now this is, this morning, Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. This is the last of six illustrations that Jesus used in which, in all six, he does the same two things. We've already seen it five times. First, he shows the inadequacy of human effort kind of righteousness or self-righteousness or works righteousness. That is what was proclaimed by the primary religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees. Their brand of righteousness dealt only with external keeping of man-made rules. It's as if you can become righteous in your heart from the outside in, rather than by the transformation of God from the inside out. The second thing he shows is very much related to the first. God deals with the heart. Think back over the five paragraphs that we've seen in a row here. It isn't enough not to murder. You have to deal with hatred that comes from your own heart, and you have to be willing to reconcile differences, not just avoid killing someone. It isn't enough not to commit the physical act of adultery. You have to confront lust, evil desire in your heart. It isn't enough to avoid divorce. You must actively be committed to your marriage. It isn't enough to keep the promises you make by doing big shows of making oaths. Just live up to every word that comes out of your mouth. Let your yes be yes and your no, no. It isn't enough to want justice to be done only if it gets you even and treats you well. You have to be on the side of mercy and compassion and 
generosity. Now, in the passage for today, Jesus uses another example, the sixth of six, in which the Pharisees quoted God's word. They, they said what God says, <coughs> despite their, their uh, abuse of it that actually resulted in them rationalizing, doing exactly the opposite of what God commands. And this time, the subject is love. Now, I'm pretty, pretty proud of myself for this here outline. I managed to get um, either alliteration or a rhyme into every one of these points. Verse 43 is the heresy of the Pharisees. Verses 43 through 47 is the look of love, and I mean that in every way other than the song by that title. And thirdly, verse 48, the purpose of the passage. Now, let's start with the heresy of the Pharisees. In this case, Jesus' teaching uh, refuted a doubly twisted pharisaical misapplication of it. Matthew 5.43 starts with the same formula. You have heard that it was said. That's always how he begins it. And then the second half of the formula is, but I say to you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, as I told you, in this case, what the Pharisees taught was doubly twisted. Perversion number one is the omission of two words. You saw, uh, you shall love your neighbor was in all caps. And remember, in the New America Standard Bible, one of the useful things that they do is they put uh, translations of the Old Testament in all caps so you can know that those words come from the Old Testament. But let's go look at the passage from which that originates. It's Leviticus chapter 19 Verse 18, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people. See previous paragraph in Matthew chapter 5. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Remember, I've pointed out to you in passing in Leviticus, when you see I am the Lord, that's like saying, hey, pay attention to who you're listening to here. This is This is from my heart to yours. Now, do you see what they left out in what they quoted? Just two little words, as yourself. The standard for deciding how you should treat other people is treat them the way that you treat yourself. Now, I know for a fact that you spend plenty of time, plenty of money, plenty of energy to meet your needs. If you're hungry, you feed yourself. You wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you say, I can't go to church like this. You make the necessary repairs. Apologies to you who are watching on live stream. You didn't have to, but maybe you don't know this is a two-way camera. I see you. Well, no. But That's the way that love treats other people. It cares for them with the same care that you expend on yourself. Now, Jesus put an application of this in his own words in the form of what we know as the golden rule. Hang on, it's coming soon in the the Sermon on the Mount, but I've read all the way through. Let me read it to you, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. In everything, therefore, 
Treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. That's the summary of everything that the law and the prophets says about um, how to treat other people. Treat them like you would want to be treated. Or you might even say, love your neighbor as yourself. So by omitting two words, the Pharisees completely removed the standard for God's definition of love. And that leads to perversion number two, the addition of four words. Now, in that original version, Leviticus 19.18, God makes a contrast between love and vengeance. The way the Pharisees perverted it, you shall love your neighbor, and they added four words, and hate your enemy. They made the contrast between neighbor and enemy. Delete two words and then put in four of your own choosing. You take the entire commandment, you turn it upside down, inside out, and backward. You completely miss the point and you turn it into a rationalization for doing exactly the opposite of what God wants you to do. Now, that may help you understand another portion of Scripture. Remember when the man came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? Now, we know that behind that was some of the teaching of the rabbis that with all these commandments, if you can just figure out what the most important one is and major on that, then maybe God will cut you some slack on the rest of them. And remember Jesus' answer? He said that um, uh, love, the first commandment is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the summary of Ten Commandments 1 through 4. And the second is, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the summary of Ten Commandments 5 through 10. So instead of the response when Jesus said that, here's the first and second greatest commandment, the response should have been, aha, I get it. Now I understand. Lord, be merciful to me the sinner. That should have been the response. But do you remember what the guy said? It's in Luke chapter 10, verse 29. But wishing to justify himself. Where would you get an idea like that? From the Pharisees who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus. Now, you can read these five words, just normal, if you would like to. But I think you need kind of a British accent and sort of a professorial intonation where you say, hmm, and who is my neighbor? You turn it into a philosophical thing. Okay, like, oh, oh yeah, I remember a neighbor, a couple of them. i got to be nice to them. That's the idea. And do you remember what Jesus said next? He told the story of the Good Samaritan. And the lesson there is that when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, he says, you need to work on being a neighbor to everyone that you encounter instead of trying to figure out which ones are good enough to qualify for the lofty office of being my neighbor? 
That's the whole point of that. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.